This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me in on the web at www.aaroncatsman.com. That's www.aaroncatsman.com. Be sure to follow me on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So it is my honor to introduce to you today, Ariel Rosenzweig, who is a lawyer based in New York. Um, he graduated from uh, the Benjamin Cardozo School of Law in 2011, and he's been practicing law ever since. <laughs> During his summers while in law school, he interned with the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission in New York and with the Securities and Future Commission in Hong Kong, China. We may have to speak about that. That's pretty cool. Um, he served on the staff of the Cardozo Public Law Policy and Ethics Journal. He volunteered with Cardozo Advocates for Battered Women. Um, he worked as an arbitrage trader for a small prop trading firm on Wall Street. He's got a lot of experience uh, in law, that's for sure. And most importantly, he specializes in a very, very um, interesting field, which is called elder law. So I'd like to welcome to the show Ariel Rosenzweig. Good morning, Aaron, or good afternoon, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining. Um, so I'd like to dive right in. Um, the reason we that we brought you on the show today is it's something that's been going on with my personal practice and things I hear all over the place. And that's, we none of us want to die, right? We never want to die, whether uh, no matter what it is. But unfortunately, right, death and taxes are the two things you can look forward to in, in life. Um, there have become big issues for Americans who die abroad. Is that correct? And if so, can you sort of fill us in on what those issues are? Absolutely. So Americans who die abroad often um, moved, particularly on the Israel end, made Aliyah uh, later on in life, amassed their wealth, whatever that is, in the United States, and left their assets in the United States under... Uh, you know, under the management of Aaron Katzman and his group, for example, and their U.S. assets and all sorts of reasons uh, that you could speak to better than I can, they do that. They leave their assets and in investments in the United States. Um, what happened, and people think, oh, just like when I was in the United States, I could just name beneficiaries on my account, whether that's a good thing or not a good thing to, in general, to have beneficiaries depends on your circumstances, but assuming it is in the United States, people think, well, I'll just leave it that way. I'll leave it that way when I move to Israel, for example, and everything will be fine. The problem that exists is a jurisdictional one. What I mean by that is that the IRS wants to make sure that any assets that leave the country or that belong to a decedent, belong to a person who just passed away, who lived abroad at the, type, at the time of their death, that that asset, they can make sure, 
if there's a state tax is owed, they get paid. So even before beneficiaries get their resources, people think, oh, just like in the United States, a beneficiary will just get a distribution. They won't until a financial institution, because the last thing a financial institution wants is egg on their face or to get into the crosshairs of the IRS. Uh, they want to make sure that they have their ducks in order. So when they make a distribution, juris they can accomplish one of two things. One, either jurisdiction is um, that, that there is jurisdiction over the decedent's estate. And we'll get to that in a moment. Or that an IRS transfer certificate is issued by the IRS, which essentially means that the IRS is understanding that they're issuing a certificate that you own no estate taxes. And then a financial institution will go about distributing the resources because then they don't care anymore. Right. Uh, then, you know, the IRS is good with it. They're good with it. They make the distribution. The other way to deal with this, and sometimes this is necessary, is probate. Now, the probate process in the United States is different than it is in Israel. An executor is always appointed. And even if a person has an Israeli will, it can be probated in the United States through an ancillary probated administration. We practice in New York. Um, we have offices in Israel as well, um, but um, we're New York attorneys uh, and U.S. attorneys. And... Uh, and we will do a probate, an ancillary probate to the subsequent to an Israeli probate if there is a need for probate. Now, if you go down the probate route and you get jurisdiction, that's what the court does. There's a fiduciary appointed, typically a fiduciary in the United States or at least a co-fiduciary in the United States over which the court has jurisdiction. And then the IRS is comfortable that at the end of the day, if a fiduciary distributes assets, they're on the hook, not the financial institution. But a lot of times that's not necessary. If you have beneficiaries on your account, just like you would in the United States, you don't need to go through probate necessarily. Uh, and the other route is the IRS transfer certificate uh, process. So just to summarize, for those of you out there who think, um, whether you made Aliyah or you're living in Sweden, right? If you're an American who, who dies abroad, even if you name beneficiaries or you have transfer of death transfer on death accounts, that doesn't necessarily mean um, that you're, you know, you pass away that your heirs are going to get that money right away. They really need. We see it, right? That you, the, the financial firm requires this transfer certificate. It's not so easy to get the transfer certificate. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, or probate the the will in the in, in the United States. Is that sort of a a quick summary? Yes, that, that, that's excellent. Um, the, yes. No, go ahead. The, um, so the process of a transfer certificate obtaining one uh, that we help our clients with requires our analysis of financial documentation, worldwide assets, because again, the federal estate threshold and the federal estate tax is dependent on worldwide assets. You own property in Israel, you, uh, it's part of your estate. Um, uh, and, and, and that, by the way, unless you owe, if you live it overseas, unless you own real property in the United States, you don't have to worry about estate estate taxes. You only have to worry about the federal and the federal uh, estate tax threshold is, is pretty high. 
Um, so for a lot of people, they're like, ah, I'm not going to have a, an estate tax, uh, an estate tax on my estate. It's $11.7 million for an individual. That's not a, an issue for me. So they don't worry about these things. But the IRS wants to make sure that, in fact, that's the case. In 2021, that's the threshold. We need to prove to the IRS that and through the through affidavit and so forth and assorted documentation that this person who's applying for a transfer certificate has authority to do so and knows enough about the decedent's assets to make the application and can swear to that in the form of an affidavit that their estate is under the cap and that's the idea so it's not such an easy process um Let's. We're going to speak in a second. I think about solutions that you might have to this process. You don't have to go down this route. Um, you're tuning into the Aaron Capsman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Capsman. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron A A R O N at LighthouseCapital.co.il. Be sure to check me out on the web at www.aaroncapsman.com, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You want to follow me there and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, Ariel, I was uh, negligent. How can people get in touch with you? So they can reach us, um, our, our law firm uh, number. They can find us on the web at www.ejrosenlaw.com. Um, I work, actually, we're a father-son team. I work with my father, Eli Rosenzweig. He's based in Israel most of the time, um, and he has an expertise in tax, all things tax. Um uh, we practice tax, elder law, trust and estates, uh, employment law, mediation, uh, and uh, we're U.S. attorneys. We're not Israeli attorneys, um, but, uh, but we, we do all that. I can be reached by email as well at ariel at ejrosenlaw.com. You can call our direct line, 914-816-2900. But uh, there are lots of ways to find us. First step, I would say, is the, is the web, is our website. Uh, you can find us through that. And I'll have that information in the notes uh, on the video also, so people can uh, can find you that way. So we're speaking about the dreaded transfer certificate, or if an American citizen dies abroad, how the heirs can actually inherit um, the money. So what are some solutions that you have that people can plan for um, so they don't have to go down this route? What are sort of the traditional ways or structures um, that people can set up their, their, their finances, their investment accounts, so that they don't need uh, the transfer certificate or the probate. Right. There are a couple uh, uh, ways. Before I get to that, I do want to just make one very important point. People, it's not just individual accounts with beneficiaries that have this issue of transfer certificate. It's also any account where there's even a joint owner who died. And there's a living joint owner. And by, by, by law, um, the joint owner, usually a spouse, just gets it. They can't get the name off the account. They can't get full ownership of the account without a transfer certificate. So it's really important for anyone in these situations. Um, so what are some solutions? One route is to uh, move your, your funds out of the United States. That's often not the route people take. They're for all sorts of reasons that again, you can speak to better than I can. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people leave their assets in the United States and also want to avoid, avoid uh, uh, this problem, this tax transfer cer certificate problem. 
in some set, in some instances, probate is the route to take. It depends on the circumstances, and that would obviously get you out of the tax transfer certificate problem. But it would require probate. Sometimes it's beneficial to go through probate um, and not have beneficiaries on an account. Uh, so there, oh, every situation is different, but. The way to deal with the trans tax transfer certificate issue is to have a U.S. trust established and to fund that trust with your assets. And the reason for that is as follows. The reason why the IRS is so makes it so difficult for financial institutions to just distribute assets to beneficiaries is they want to make sure that there is somebody that they can go after to make sure that they get paid. If they're owed state taxes, that they get paid. If you just allow a distribution to beneficiaries of a decedent's estate and that decedent lived in, in another country uh, when they died or was visiting another country when they died and was residing there, um, they, uh, they have no jurisdiction. They have no way to get after the money um, and therefore they hold these financial institutions responsible. So that's the whole bureaucratic nightmare. If, however, you hold your assets in trust, then, and the trust owns the property, and there's a fiduciary over that of the trust or the trustee, you typically, if it's a revocable trust, you, the decedent, um, would be the, the person who died before their death, would be the trustee, and perhaps jointly with their wife or their husband, as the case may be. And then there'd be successor trustees, perhaps a child or somebody else, to take over that fiduciary role uh, upon your passing. Well, now the IRS has a point person. If there is a fiduciary authorized to access the trust upon someone's passing, then the IRS now has somebody who they can go after. If a fiduciary then distributes the funds without dealing with the state taxes first, they can be held liable. It's no longer a problem for the financial institution. Mm -hmm. And a trustee can very easily figure out whether it's a taxable estate. They would just consult with an attorney, myself or our, our team or somebody else, and get the answer to that question and then just make the distributions pretty simply. Um, and that would be a very simple uh, solution to, to the problem um, in many instances. Okay. When we were speaking before uh, we went on, you mentioned something, this will be the last question, but you mentioned something that's really important that I come across a lot, and that's that people who are negligent or neglect, even if that was a Freudian slip, neglect to actually file their U.S. tax returns, that can really cause problems later on, correct? Absolutely. I think that there, there, there's two issues. One, people who think they live in Israel, so uh, you don't have to file uh, U.S. taxes. It is true that for, if, you're a if, you're work if you're living in Israel and working for an American company, you don't have to pay Israeli taxes for 10 years, um, as long as you're not receiving Israeli income. But, uh, but you do have to file U.S. tax returns. And people think, oh, I don't live in the country. I'm earning an Israeli salary or uh, a Swiss salary or whatever. I don't owe, I don't have to pay U.S. taxes. It's not true. You do. Um, there are some uh, countries that don't require you to, 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 you to pay uh, taxes. I remember actually when I was working in Hong Kong, there's a huge expat community and there are very few Americans. And the reason is, is because the tax rate in Hong Kong at the time, I don't know exactly what it is now, was very low. And if you if you if you're from France and you live in uh, 
in Hong Kong, you own, you don't pay French tax. You just pay wow. uh, Hong Kong tax. A U.S. citizen has to pay the difference to the U.S. government. So that's a really important issue. But a lot, the other thing a lot of people are um, have problems with is filing their foreign reporting requirements on when you have an account in America and you also have an account in Israel that with, or elsewhere where there's a cumulative foreign account balance of more than $10,000, every year you have to report that to the IRS through FATCA FBAR filings. If you don't, and this usually happens particularly with our older clients where they, there was no intent to keep things from the IRS, they just, uh, they just didn't know. And all of a sudden they get, a, a, you know, the, the U.S. and Israel have a tax treaty. Everything that happens on the, US, on the Israel end, the IRS eventually finds out about. And all of a sudden you get a, uh, you get a notice, a penalty notice in the mail from the IRS with an exorbitant penalty. So it's really important. And we obviously, as a firm, we deal with this and we help r- remove as much of the penalty as possible. And, uh, you know, my father, who I worked with, has a, a lot more experience on that than I do. But, but, the, uh, but the, the main thing is to make sure you get ahead of the game. That every year, if you have assets, if you're a U.S. citizen and you want to remain a U.S. citizen, if you renounce your citizenship, that's a different story. But as long as you're a U.S. citizen and you have assets outside the country, you want to make sure that you're in compliance with FBAR and FATCA regulation. Well, that was great. Um, Ariel, thanks so much for being on the show. Once again, how can people reach you? Uh, you could all uh, reach us at ejrosenlaw.com uh, and you could find all our contact information on our website. Aaron, it's been really a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks you as well. And you have been tuning into the Aaron Katzman Show. I am your host, Aaron Katzman. If you've got any questions or comments about this or any other issue, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. Be sure to follow me on both Twitter and LinkedIn and subscribe to our brand new YouTube station. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll speak to you soon.